This is the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Today's show presented by Fetch Me Home Delivery. They are delivering out late tonight and tomorrow night if you're in Auburn and Opelika. And if you haven't used them before, you can use promo code FETCHME20 for your first delivery free. Also, they'll just come to your house if if the game starts or you've started watching football tomorrow or anytime this weekend, heck, even Sunday for NFL and you want to bring your groceries or your dry cleaning or obviously just uh, food from any of the, the area's great restaurants, use Fetch Me because you don't have to leave the house. You don't have to miss any football. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty smart. Pretty smart. So use Fetch Me Home Delivery. That is uh, FetchMeHomeDelivery.com or you can use the free Fetch Me Delivery app and use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free. I'm Zach Blackerby. Kind of a different show today. So ESPN's Neil Everett, he's going to be in town for the Heisman House tour. And you know he's been doing this for seven years or so. So we chat with him. He'll have Takeo Spikes out there as well as Darius Slayton. So uh, Neil will be first. And then following the conversation with ESPN's Neil Everett, I'm going to replay a conversation that I had with Ricardo Lewis you know, I originally thought it was last year, but I think it's actually been two years ago where I had the conversation with him. So uh, I listened to it. My questions, uh, there are so many other things I wish I would have asked him, but I didn't want to reshare it. But I think I've got to with it being Georgia week. I, I just, I've been thinking about it for the past few weeks. And I'm just going to do it. So that's about 20 minutes right there. So enjoy that. And if some of the questions are kind of slanted and like, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's because it happened two years ago. But I think a lot of him talking about the Auburn-Georgia rivalry and you know, obviously the, I think, the most iconic play in that series in this rivalry's history. So also, Neil picks who Auburn, if, or excuse me, who will win in the Auburn-Georgia game tomorrow. Uh, before we jump into it, I'm going to give you my pick. I think Georgia wins this game. I'm picking Georgia. Uh, I'm going to go 21-14, somewhere around there. I, I think Auburn's going to have a hard time moving the football. If Auburn's defense can get a crucial turnover and get some points, or you know, a Noah Igbenogany or Christian Tut kick return, I, I think you've got a shot there. But uh, I think my official pick is I'm going with Georgia. And the folks around the office, Michael Pappas is picking Georgia. Or excuse me, no, Michael Pappas is picking Auburn, as well as Painter Sharpless of ESPN 106.7. I know he's picking Auburn as well. He's actually picking Auburn to beat Georgia and Alabama, so we'll see. So, all right, first up, Neil Everett of ESPN, and then followed by Ricardo Lewis, the uh, the author, if you will, the author of The Catch, uh, the greatest catch in the history of the Auburn-Georgia rivalry. So all that, stay tuned on this Locked on Auburn podcast. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm now joined by ESPN's Neil Everett. Neil, thank you so much for taking a taking a few minutes of your time today. So you've got you've got some uh, some pretty cool things happening tomorrow relating uh, relating to some Auburn Tigers. 
Yeah, we're, we're in town with the Nissan Heisman House. It's our eighth stop of the season. Last time we were there, Auburn beat, uh, beat Alabama 26-14. So that's a good omen right there. And Heisman House, uh, come on over. You get, you can get to know the Heisman. You get your picture taken with the Heisman Trophy. We got Takeo Spikes coming in. We got Darius Slayton coming in. Um, listen, we're, we're on campus. Uh, uh, I don't have my notes exactly where we are in camp, on camp. Oh, right, here we are. Uh, we're on the lawn on the Nichols Center across from the stadium. So it's really a good time, man. So I encourage everybody that's uh, within earshot, come on over, say hi, have a good time, get a free T-shirt, free stuff. Free stuff is always good. Yeah, you, you got to love the free stuff. And the folks that you guys will have, the former Auburn standouts, I mean, Takeo Spikes, a fan favorite, one of the best linebackers to ever play at the program. And then the timing with, with Darius Slayton. I mean, Darius Slayton lit it up this past Sunday for the Giants. Yeah, no, it's interesting because last weekend we were in Alabama uh, for the LSU game and Landon Collins was there, uh, who used to be a Giant. Sure. And that was a Redskin. So he had the bye week last week. So it's kind of cool when we go to these stops and we get a guy who's, you know, getting an NFL paycheck right here, right now. Spikes, of course, one of the great linebackers and, uh, you know, played, played, you know, 20 years ago, but uh, it's really a cool deal. And it's a, it's a great way for the fans to interact with these guys. Cause what we do is we have a little chalk talk and then you, you know, and then the fan can ask a question like, man, who, you know, who'd you hit the hardest, who hit you the hardest, sure. uh, what do you think about today's game? All those types of things. Yeah, so it looks like the Keo is going to be with you guys from 10.30 to noon, and then Darius yep. Slayton from 12.30 to 2. So, uh, yeah, you guys got a, got a pair of uh, awesome guys, and, of course, you'll be out there as well, Neil. And uh, I mean, it's going to be a, an awesome environment, and this just kind of adds to, to one of the many things going on on campus tomorrow. But I'm, I'm sure you've looked at this game ex- extensively since you're coming in town. I mean, Auburn, Georgia, this is one of the biggest ones of the year. Well, listen, I got I got Auburn first uh, up close and personal uh, first game of the season because I'm an Oregon Duck. Okay, and so you guys, y'all quacked us in uh, in Arlington, and uh, you know Bo Nix, heck, you know he was you know as green as grass, and uh, to see him grow, and uh, you know he's gotten that much better, and and the the one thing about going to an Auburn game, man, is just that home crowd. I mean, that, I, I've been to a ton of games. I've been doing this thing for seven years. Yeah. And my wife and I both agree that thing with the War Eagle at the beginning. It's awesome, like, oh, man. Oh man, that makes the hair stand up on the back of your neck, yeah. and uh, it's good times. And I know the crowd will be rocking. And and listen, Georgia's got something to prove too, because everybody's kind of like, "Whoa, you put Georgia ahead of Alabama," and uh, most people are like, "Whoa, I don't know about that." Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, so uh, this this listen, all, all these games like this are always good. This one tomorrow, though. Uh, it's shaping up to be something. Yeah, yeah. Auburn fans have kind of been sharing articles and blog posts and stuff about how they're uh, they're the best ruiner of things, and they've got a chance to ruin Georgia's season. They've got a chance to ruin Alabama's season coming up in just a few weeks. What do you think the odds are that they ruin Georgia's season tomorrow? I always go with the home team because uh, I just think it's the polite thing to do, first of all, because the hospi- hospitality they're showing us. Plus, listen, Auburn made a believer out of me in week one. So uh, I've been on them, and, uh, and you know, Auburn made a believer out of me with uh, Farrelly and Cam Newton and all, all that way back when they sure. beat Oregon in the national championship game. So 
Uh, I'm all about I'm all about Auburn tomorrow. Neil, you said you've been doing this for uh, for seven years. I, th- I think is what you said. Well, what's been the coolest stop that you've uh, that you've been to? Ooh, well, the coolest stop's always the next one. But if I'm going to take it back further than that, um, you know, we went to Clemson one time, and 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 I had never been to a place like Clemson because I I said, man, this must have been what they based the movie Pleasant Bill on. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just so. Uh, it was so such a throwback in time, it felt like. And, you know, my wife went running and everybody was nice and you couldn't find a beer after 10 o'clock at night. And uh, uh, it was just, it was like being on another planet to me. And uh, it was kind of, it was very enjoyable, although Florida State whooped them that day. That's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, man, thank you so much for a, a few minutes. And the folks listening, be sure to go by and see Neil as well as Takiyo and Darius on the Nickel Center lawn. That's right there across from Jordan here. Neil, thank you so much, and please uh, please enjoy your time at Auburn. Hey, we will, man. War Eagle. Ricardo Lewis joining us on the show today. Ricardo, how are you, man? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. So, uh, obviously, it's, it's Georgia week, and whenever it's Georgia week down here in Auburn, you see a lot more of, uh, you know, one kind of play that you were a little involved in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you see that a lot, man. It starts showing up more and more once to you know get closer to playing Georgia. Take us through that. Take us through that play. Obviously, it was a a big deal for you. It's gonna you know live in Auburn for forever. But you know, just from you know hearing the play called, you know, in the huddle, the conversations you had with Nick Marshall, just take us through that play. Okay. Well, um, you know, before all that happened, uh, you know, we obviously we were down and. You know, the game was coming down to the end, and you know, the crowd, the energy in the crowd was, you know, you know, kind of dying down. Kind of hear people screaming and yelling here and there, but you know, overall, it was, you know, people were like, oh, "Man, it's pretty much over." Mm-hmm. And um, you know, the same thing on the sideline. You know, the sideline, everybody was like, "Oh, man, you know, we worked so hard, and you know, it's it's tough for us to be, to lose like this." And you know, I'm just walking up and down, I'm pacing up and down the sideline, and I'm looking at everybody, looking around, and in my head, I'm like, "Man." Like, I don't like this feeling. Like I don't want to. I don't want to think that it's over. Like I don't want to believe that it's over. And you know, the team, the offense went on the field, and Georgia called a timeout. And I walked up to the huddle on the sideline, and I wasn't. I wasn't supposed to be in. I wasn't going to be in at all, which made me even more, um, I guess, anxious to get out there. And um, Coach Craig, Damian Craig, he called me to the huddle. He was like, uh, "Rick, uh, go to uh, go to five. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I was like, oh, here we go. So he called a play, and um, I knew exactly what I had to do. I knew exactly what route I had. I was going to line up in the slot, and I was going to have a deep post uh, down the middle of the field. And once they called a play, you know, we got done talking through the, the plan and what we going to do. And I was right across from Nick Marshall. And I, looked, I looked at Nick, and I told him, I said, hey, look, man, throw me the ball. And, uh, you know, Huddle was, Huddle was quiet. Nobody was talking. I just said it out of nowhere. And everybody kind of looked and was like, you know, oh, hey, okay. When Nick, Nick, I said it again to Nick, and Nick shook his head like, "All right." And you know, the ref came, blew the whistle, ran on the field, and uh, as I was passing Nick, you know, I was running past Nick, and I kind of said it again to him. I said his name. I was like, "Nick, throw it." And um, you know, lined up. Uh, I looked at the defense. It looked, you know, impossible. It was, it was like three guys back there. I was like, oh, "Man, you know." I might have to jump in my. At first, I was like, you know, I might have to jump for this ball if, he, if Nick throws it. 
And um, that, that was my mindset going into the play. I was like, I don't have to jump for it, make a play, you know, get us closer to, you know, at least, you know, field goal range or at least, you know, closer down there to the end zone. And, um, you know, whenever the ball was snapped, uh, I ran my route, I ran up field, I looked up for the ball, the ball was slightly overthrown. And then I looked back down to see, I looked away from the ball, I looked to see where the defenders were. And, you know, I seen where they were. And as soon as I looked back up, the ball was already falling down. And just the angle I was running at and, you know, the way I was running, the speed I was running with, uh, you know, it just so happened that the ball came down and tipped and landed, you know, right where I was going to be. And um, I looked, I, I seen it come down, it tipped. I looked up again to see where it was. You know, I tracked it, put my hand out, fingers out, reeled it in, and I ran it into the end zone. And the rest was history. What was that feeling like running into the end zone? Because you go back and you watch the play and you see – you know, you, you might hear the call that Rod Bramlett had or maybe that Vern Lundquist had on TV and, and you and you see the fans going crazy in the end zone. What is that yeah. like crossing the goal line and seeing just kind of the, the stadium open up before yeah. you and, and the sound of the of the crowd? Man, that like that that feeling is like it's hard to explain. I, I don't think I'll ever be able to be able to explain that feeling. It's just like it's 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 all the emotions, all the feelings you could ever think about is is it's all in one bottle, all in one and you know, just it's just so electrifying to hear the stadium, you know, go that crazy for a play like that. You know, I've never seen that before. You know, until Chris Davis decided to, you know, the to top mine. But that was just, I mean, it was remarkable. I mean, I, if I could do it again, I would. And you know, at the time when I caught the ball, you know, I always tell you know my close friends and my family this like it kind of took. I had like a flashback of like when I used to play. Uh, throw a catch with my friends in elementary school. You know, a killer man with the ball, you throw the ball up, and, you know, whoever catches it, everybody has to go tackle that dude. But I was always the one to let everybody else, you know, jump up and try to catch the ball because most of the time they'll get tipped. And then I let them jump up and tip the ball, and I'll just be the one there to catch it and run with it, and nobody could ever catch me. And I had that feeling, you know, I kind of had that flashback when that play happened. It was really quick, but, you know, that's kind of feeling. I had that same feeling again, you know, during that play. It was at that moment where really the legend of Auburn being the team of destiny that year was born. At that same moment, did you kind of feel like that this team was special and that there was nothing that was going to stop you guys? I mean, we knew that before that that play even happened. Sure, you know, we had we had a lot of great plays even before that. You know, we had we had a lot of great plays. You know, with CJ Uzumo with great catches uh, mm-hmm. versus uh, Mississippi State. Right. You know, we had Sam because of course you know bombing everybody. We had a lot of great plays, man. Nick throwing the ball to himself, running out. I mean, we had that that play just you know just I guess topped it off for how the season was going for us. You know, it was just magical. And then Chris Davis, and, you know, we had Trey Mason, everybody doing all kind of great things. So, so in, in the huddle, you you said that you told Nick to to throw you the football. What kind of inspired you to do that in the moment? Because you said it kind of just came out of nowhere. Everybody was kind of quiet, and, and you said, "Throw me the football." Where did, where did that confidence come from to tell Nick? Hey, throw it up. I'm gonna come down with it. Um, just throughout the game, man. Throughout the game, I was getting the ball. Every time I got the ball, I was you know trying to make something happen. I just felt confident. I was making plays all day, and I just was like, it was just one of those games where you know I just like I knew we had to win it, and I was like, you know what? Whatever it takes for me to you know help this team win, I'm gonna do it. And I I don't know. I just something just came across me like, man, you got to make a play. I really wanted to win. Like, I really wanted to make a play. Mm-hmm. You know, I, in my head, it's like, however I do it, I'm going to do it. I already had my mind made up. 
you know, so. Ricardo Lewis, former Auburn wide receiver, current Cleveland Brown wide receiver, joining us on the show today. Ricardo, how has that play against Georgia affected your life moving forward? I mean, I'm sure it was brought up when you were talking with scouts or general managers during your draft uh, process. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure it comes up a lot. How has that mm-hmm. one play affected and, and impacted your life? Um. I mean, that, that play, if you think about the nickname of that play, you know, a lot of people call it the miracle of Jordan Hare, the prayer of Jordan Hare. Um, I really like the fact that they call it the prayer of Jordan Hare because that's just part of, like, uh, I can use that, you know, as, as my testimony. Uh, you know, I became closer to God before that before that play even started, before that play even happened, actually. And, um, you know, a lot of people nowadays, like, when they realize who I am and, like, what school I went to, they be like, oh, man, you, 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 you're a legend now, Auburn, aren't you? And, you know, I just laugh about it. I'm like, I guess, you know, that's what they say, you know. And um, it, it's a great feeling, man, to just to know when people when people see that that play and they understand that, you know, that play was, you know, very remarkable at that time in that season, 2013. It's just a great feeling forever to know that it's going to always be, you know, one of the greatest plays to ever, you know, happen at Army University. Me yeah. being part of this is a great feeling. Ricardo, uh, We've had former players on and talked to them and asked them about what it's like for for Georgia Week or for for, for Iron Bowl Week. And a, a lot of them pretty much say the exact same thing. They all say, you know, it's just different. It's just something in the air. You prepare harder. You practice harder. You pay attention a little bit more in, in meetings and, you know, film sessions. What is it about Georgia Week? Well, it's the Deep South's oldest rivalry and uh you know, not only do the coaches and the other former players and players on the team let you know that, but the fans also, they let you know. And the fans are what really makes the rivalry go. You know, they just they just as amped up as us and we wanna put on a great a great game for them. You know, that's that's probably one of the main things. And, you know, just knowing that they gonna bring it just as hard as we're gonna bring it. So it's just all about who prepared better that week? Who wants it more? You know, who's better? Who's, who's ready? If you're not ready to be playing that game, then, you know, the outcome it is, it is what it is. And, you know, once before I even came to Auburn, they made it known that, you know, we, we have a rivalry with two really good teams in the SEC, you know, being, you know, Georgia and Alabama. And I didn't really understand it until I actually got into the game, got to the game my first year and realized that, wow, these – this is really this is serious. This is real. Like it's not a joke. And just just with, like I said with the fans, man, they really get into it, and it makes you even play, play. It makes you want to play even better. So, what's the sense of camaraderie like in these games? Is, is it even more so heightened than some of the other games that happen throughout the year? Because you know, in these big games, that you all have your assignments, that you all have to that you all have to stick close to those assignments and execute. But you've also got the dude next to you. You've got the guys that you're playing for next to you. But you've also got the plant the fans as well that you're playing for, that you're talking about. What is that like? Is that elevated to a whole new level when you play in these rivalry games? Definitely, man. You just feel the passion. You just feel the passion because, you know, as an athlete, you're very passionate about the game. And, you know, when you have fans that just as passionate, it's just, when they kind of say it's the Auburn family, they really mean it. it's really real when they say Auburn family because you just feel it, man. They, 
it's, it's, it's a feeling that you have to be on the team, you have to play in the game, you have to go on the field to feel. It's just not something you can just understand out of nowhere, you know? We, uh, we talked to Jeff Whitaker uh, fairly often, and, you know, hearing him talk about this Georgia game, you know, he's a Georgia boy. You're, you're from Miami, right? Yeah. Right, so was there a, you know, he talked about how a lot of, you know, players at Auburn are from Georgia, so, you know, this rivalry, this game hits home a little bit more for them. Was there a, was there a game that hit home more for you, uh, considering you're from, you know, South Beach? Uh, no, nah, I'm not from South Beach, <laughs> but um, I mean, we didn't really play any teams from Miami. Right. We did play Florida State. Um, that game, I could say that game hit home because of the fact that I was committed to Florida State, and I did commit it. Then it came down to Auburn or Florida State, um, and I chose Auburn. So, and it's crazy because uh, Damian Craig, my receivers coach at Auburn, my second year was coaching at Florida State, and then my friend, he was coaching there my freshman year. And after my freshman year, he came to coach me, and then you know he coached throughout the rest of the year. I was throughout the years I was there, and it's just crazy because we ended up playing them. This is very next year that he came, the same year that he came, and it, it hit home because you know I had to show that look, man. I chose Auburn over Florida State. You know we got to we got to make something happen, and unfortunately we didn't win that game. But you know I could I could say that that one that that's one of the games that definitely hit home. But anytime we play in Georgia, Alabama, I die. just like the Georgia boys. It, I can I feel it because they they been they they grew up in Georgia. They understand that when it's time to play with Georgia or whatever game they playing, that you got to come with it. It's just something that, like I said, you, you can't explain that feeling. That 2013 football team that you played on kind of went down in the books as a as the people's champion. And I know you guys didn't pull it out, and, and it was a heartbreaker for a lot of people in this area. But you went down as the people's champion with everything that happened in 2012, heading into 2013, and then just all the special plays that happened. What do you think about that title, the people's champion? I love that title. I love that title because, you know, like you said, the year before was a very tough year. It was very tough for everybody, man. And, you know, it was a good thing that we had a lot of a lot of the older guys back because they really wanted to win. You know what I mean? We did everything as far as, you know, the coaches changes and putting players in the right position. And um, throughout that whole offseason where we was getting ready for the next year, we worked so hard, man. And everybody, it's like even on our off days, it would be like a day where we were working like a regular day with the, the strength coaches and the coaches Everybody would just be there and just grind and getting it in. We already we had an understanding that we would never go through that again. And you know that for that season to go down how it did, 2013. I mean, that's just it was it was amazing to me. Right. And I could, I can only imagine how the fans feel. You know. Yeah. Like I said, that it, I like that title. You know, people's champion. Y'all faced quite a bit of adversity in 2013. Was 2012 kind of that motivator? Was that something that y'all looked back on a lot in 2013? Was like, we're not going back to that. We want to make yeah. this year different. Yeah, definitely, man. We, like I said, we didn't did not want to go through that again. You know, and I, it was it, we were motivated times a hundred just because of that season. And you know, you I, you can see 
you can see the it, the hard work paying off in 2013, just based off like all the games that we we start we we started. You know, we it wasn't as great as we was at the end. We started slow, but we were getting better every week. Every week we was getting better, and you could just see the progression, man. And that just comes from all the hard work we put in the year before in the off season. So this year's Auburn team's been been on quite a bit of adversity as well. What advice would you give to this Auburn team in going out and playing Georgia this weekend and going to try out and get the W? Man, the only thing I can let them know right now, like I told you earlier, you know, the team that prepares the best and the team that wants it more is going to win the game. Because pound for pound, you know, they got we we got just as much talent as they do. Um, you know, they're ranked they're ranked high, pretty high right now. But um, I have a lot of faith in our team. You know, I've been watching all year. They're getting better every week. You know, they face some adversity. But the one thing I can say about Coach Malzahn is that with him and his coaching style and the way he approaches every game is that you can always overcome adversity. You know, focusing on the details, you know, obviously working hard and executing and preparing the right way. And um, I think that, we you know, with Coach Malzahn's leadership, they can get it done. Ricardo, is there a wide receiver on Auburn's roster that you look at when you're watching Auburn and say, man, he, he plays a lot like me? Um, I would have to say Darius Slayton. Hmm. You know, he's he's a deep threat. Yeah. He's very fast. He's strong. And I always, like, you know, before I left, I was like, man, you know what? You guys have to be better than me. And I could say, you know, he's definitely on a – on the course of being, you know, better than where, how I was at Auburn. Right. You know, he has all the intangibles to be a great receiver. And um, like I said, with the leadership of Coach Miles on it, just doing the right things and following everything that he says, I think that, you know, he'll definitely be one of the best to play there. And, um, like I said, he's, he's the, I seen him, he caught a deep ball, what, 53 yards versus uh, and m That's right. Past week. That's right. You know, I was, I was like, yeah, see, that's the kind of stuff I used to do too. You know, yeah. Right down the middle field, the post route for the touchdown. Change the game. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> you definitely changed several games uh, for Auburn during your time here. Up in Cleveland, uh, there, there's some Auburn guys, you know, uh, on their team, and there, there's been some Auburn guys over the past few years that um, you, you've played with. What was uh, what, what went through your mind when you got news that, that Cleveland traded for Sammy Coates? Oh, man. <laughs> man, when I see that trade, I was like, oh, we back in Auburn now. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, we get it. Sammy gonna be on one side, I'm gonna be on the other side, and we just gonna be giving these teams hell. But you know, obviously, it's not you know it's not like college at all, man. Right. It's a, it's a whole different ball game on this level. And um, you know, I was definitely excited when he came, man. You know, we, he was my roommate in college. You know, we became very close, and you know, I think I think that us getting together now, we get a chance to just to, to help each other grow even more. Um, learn from each other a lot, you know, because we've been separated from, you know, him going into to the Steelers and me coming here. And, um, you know, we were together at Auburn. We kind of, you know, helped each other grow there. And now we can get together, you know, being him, him you know, considered my Auburn brother. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we help each other in any way that we can. Do y'all talk about the times at Auburn at all, or is it pretty much all, oh, man, all, all business now? We talk about it all the time. Yeah. We talk about all the times we had Auburn, almost every chance we get, man. And it's always it's always fun to talk about those times. And I definitely do miss it. I definitely, I definitely do miss Auburn and just playing there and 
getting, you know, interacting with the fans and just just being there just feels good. I, mean, I was actually there this past weekend and just I like to just walk around and you know, it's just I love it, man. I, I can honestly say I really do miss all and I do love it. Ricardo, thank you so much uh, for what you did at Auburn, and also thank you for this time that, that you uh, you took out of your busy schedule to uh, to hang out with us for a bit today. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me on the show. All right, two awesome interviews. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Cheer on your Tigers tomorrow. We'll chat about everything that went down on Monday. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.